Maybe I'll start calling this uh, coffee commentary. I'm going to be doing more of it in the office than I am on a porch. All this stuff changing in college football all around the world. Teams moving from one conference to the other. Is all of this change? The shifting of the tectonic plates. Is all of this change better or worse? Is it good for the overall sport or is it bad? Does it make it better or does it make it worse? That's really the question here. I don't know that I can answer it, but we can talk about it. Look at that giant hole by my mailbox. It's kind of like the hole the Pac-12 is leaving in the college football landscape. I think people are sort of split on whether or not college football is better off or worse now than it used to be under the old sort of system and format. I think if you go and you interviewed a hundred or a thousand or 10,000 college football fans, it's gonna seem like it's a little bit split. I hate to straddle the fence, but I'm somewhere a little bit in the middle. I'm trying to look at it without emotions. And I can certainly on one hand understand why a lot of it's happening. Uh, to a degree, I can see how you could make it work, maybe long-term. At the same time, there's a lot of sadness to see the sort like a total breakup of what used to be a lot of the good things about college football, regionality, rivals, sort of a local feel, it, very differentiated from the NFL in many, many ways. Yeah, and those are some examples of why I think people are split on it. But check out a few of these comments. These are just a few examples, but you've seen them and I'm seeing them all over social media. Washington and Oregon, they're leaving the Pac-12. They're probably headed to the Big Ten. Arizona... Arizona State, probably headed to the Big 12. What does all this mean? The Pac-12 is pretty much dead, gone, over with. You got Matt Brown says, I realize this isn't an original thought or anything, but this particular realignment news cycle is legitimately making me sad. I've seen the word sad a good bit. Here's another one. This is the Reddit college football Twitter account. Look at this. These are dark days. A handful of administrators and executives are destroying decades of tradition so that a few rich schools can get richer. Fans don't benefit from what's happening here. They're destroying what makes college football special. And when you start getting that kind of feedback from somebody like the folks at Reddit College Football on Twitter, then it gives you an indication, even though some of this is inevitable, there's going to be some criticism. The question is, are we gonna get down the road somewhere 10 years down the road and look back at this and go, boy, those were some mistakes. Some people want to see college football go to the NFL 2.0. Instead of 32 teams in the NFL, double that. You got 60-something teams in college football. They're at the top level, their own level, like a professional league, kind of like the NFL, and everybody looks at it as going, well, that's where it's headed, and some people are for that. Here's the thing, though. You don't have a pay structure for athletes. You don't have contracts for the athletes. You don't have any sort of cap structure for the franchises. You don't have any structure over the free agency in the NFL 2.0. And you don't have any sort of regulation and rules that the franchises must follow. It's nothing like the NFL. And those things are part of the reason the NFL is so immensely popular across the entire country, even in places that don't have NFL teams. That's my sprinkler. Two times in the last week, I ran the sprinkler both times it rained the following morning. I went to a church one time where the music up on stage was like a concert. It really wasn't like worship. 
Uh, it was more people trying to perform. And I remember thinking, you know, if I want to see a concert, I'll go to a good one. And I feel like if we try to make college football the NFL 2.0, like many professionals, I think a lot of people are going to look at it that way. Look, if I want to watch pros, I'll watch real pros. Without those things, a pay structure for the players, rules and regulations that you follow, contracts for both ways, without those, you don't have a league. You have competition. You have an entertainment product. But you don't really have a league. If you can't enforce, then you don't have rules. If you don't have rules, you don't have a league. You got competition. You got, you know, the WWE. You got entertainment television. But you don't have a league. Probably do have to point out as a financial. It is a financial um, win for a couple of the conferences what's going on. When all the power and the structure starts breaking down, the one or two most powerful have the best chance to be okay, and that's what we're seeing right now. The financial, that's what's driving all this, right? Financial jockeying and shifting and moving and positioning. That's what's going on. If we stop, look at it from a distance and go, why, why are we here, right? So many things have changed since the 70s, 80s for sure, even 90s, early 2000s. This is an upheaval, right, of the system and the structure. Why are we here? One broad answer I could give you is this. If you go back, look at every major decision by the conferences over the last 30 years, every major decision has largely been affected and judged upon one factor, and that's the financial. There's nothing wrong with making sound financial decisions, beneficial financial decisions, obviously. As long as it matches up with your mission, with your purpose, outside of that, like, what are you doing? We're gonna add teams to the SEC in the early 90s. Why? Money, split the conference. Conference championship game, we're gonna add that in 92, why? We're gonna make more money. Recently, the SEC saying goodbye to CBS, its longtime partner, the classic 2.30 game on CBS national broadcast. It was branded as a deal that helped to grow the conference, but bye-bye, CBS not paying enough. We need more money. Okay, so I know that's the name of the game in business, but every major decision made by the conferences for the last at least 30 years has all been about what benefits us the most financially? The idea of making decisions based on who you are, which is an educational institution, an institution of higher learning, educational decisions, those maybe have been factored in and talked about. They weren't the major factor. So for that amount of time, let's go three decades. You make every decision based on primarily how do we get more money? Well, you look up here now and you're in a situation where that has driven you to this point. Your decision-making pattern is more money. And so now what's it about? More money for the conferences, for the schools. And so any side effects of that that you don't like or that I don't like, it's all about more money. And what about the regionality? Yeah, that's one of the things that in the, in the old days, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, early parts of the 2000s, like I said, we had the SEC versus Big Ten debate and all of that, and you could sort of take pride in your part of the country and your league. Regionality makes sense to fans and fan bases across the entire country. I can look at it on a map, it makes sense. Pac-12 West Coast, 
Midwest Big Ten, Southeast Southeastern Conference, ACC Atlantic Coast Conference, the East Coast. I mean, the regionality has always made sense. And you can look at look at the NFL divisions. They make sense geographically. They have divisional rivalries. You play them more often, right? The Saints play the Falcons all the time. The Cowboys play the Eagles twice a year, every year. That never changes. So you have divisional rivalries, which a little bit more, you know, locally and within those divisions, it totally gets everybody engaged in the divisional rivalries. Then you have conference rivalries, because we've also got them split into two conferences that make sense, NFC, AFC, Cowboys 49ers, right? You know, so some of those things just make sense, and it's something that fan bases collectively over the years have been able to grab onto and hang onto and go, all right, I'm in, because this makes sense. I kind of feel like this move towards two super big conferences, super all-powerful conferences, is maybe in preparation for they're going to be employees, players, or like we're going to have contracts, many professionals, or revenue sharing, like getting ready for that down the road. And I would bet that the leaders are hoping that it's a slow enough move, a non-abrasive enough change over a long period of time to where you and I fans it doesn't really drive us away. Like, we don't even hardly notice it. We just kind of hang in there with them throughout all of this over the long haul. In any business model, you need your customers slash fans to be able to look at it and go, yeah, this makes sense. In order for them to kind of throw themselves into it emotionally and everything else, it's gotta make some sense. By doing away with the regionality that you've had, I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just saying it's a big risk. It's obviously a national sport now, but to try to take college football and, and build like an NFC and AFC, which is effectively kind of what's going on here, it's a little bit sad to see that go away, the regionality part of it. You know, the SEC pride, the Big Ten pride, the West Coast pride. What are conferences? What is a conference? Well, one way you could define it is it's organizing a bunch of members that are involved in a competition. It's an organization. You're organizing something. Well, if your conference or conferences are almost by nature disorganized, then what's the point of having a conference? A conference is organization. If it's disorganized, what's the point of having a conference? The only purpose then for the conference is a financial one. It's a financial organization, and that's great and well and good for the members now, but it can easily become flimsy if that's the only thing it's built on. You have to talk about TV because that's where the money's coming from. They survive on live sports. ESPN, they are not surviving or even, you know, let alone thriving on any of their other programming, talk shows, talking heads back and forth. They are not living and surviving off that. They are surviving off the live sporting events. The one thing they have left is a live ball game that will be appointment viewing that'll get me and you to turn it on at a specific time, and we got to see commercials whether we want to see them or not. That's what they're surviving on, and it's not just ESPN. So the fact of the matter is a disorganization regionally and of regional rivalries, all those things that look like negatives, fact is the influx of all these television dollars, because TV has to have it, may actually offset some of the negative in the short term. 
what it means in the long term, we're going to have to wait and see. Here's kind of where I am on this. I used to be much more interested in sort of the, the overall college football product across the country as a whole. Even in, in the SEC, um, I used to be much more interested in play, pay closer attention to the other teams in the conference uh, and learn about even some of the teams that weren't on our schedule at, at State. But it's just I've gravitated over the last three, four years more and more to where I'm now to a point where it's like if it's my team, Mississippi State, I'm in. I watch them play. I'm all about it. Know the players, care, emotionally invested, really just like I used to be. But when it comes to not my team, I just don't care. I used to care, it seemed like, a lot more about teams from other parts of the country, games, you know, the Pac-12 at night sort of thing. And they used to watch the Big Ten Network and learning about the history of Ohio State and Penn State. I wonder how many more people are that way. And I wonder if there's somebody else out there who could give us a better answer as to why. So ask yourself this question. Are you as interested in the whole college football product, teams outside of your state, outside of your conference, nationally, as you used to be before all of this conference breakdown, transfer portal, NIL stuff began? Ask yourself that question. I don't, when I say interested, I don't mean, you know, are you going to listen to someone talk about conference realignment? Or are you going to click on something on Twitter? No, I mean, are you as excited and genuinely interested to watch the games? If that's what the goal is, to get people to just pay more close attention to their own team and just sort of let go of everything. Stop paying attention to other teams and other conferences and just don't care. Don't consume it. Don't look at it. Don't really give a flip. You know, just buy your own tickets, watch your own team, and then go fishing. If not, they would be wise to take a look at it. I'm not saying they can slow down this conference realignment, transfer portal, NIL train at all. It's a big tr locomotive going down. I'm not saying they can slow it down, but go ahead now and start preparing for the future and get in front of some of this other stuff, as opposed to trying to play catch up like they have done for the last four or five years, which I don't think that's working out too well for them. Now, everybody likes a happy ending, right? Well, maybe the non-Power 5 conferences, Conference USA, the Sun Belt, the Mountain West, maybe they get their own level in a national championship to play for. I think that would be fair. We shift these power teams and conferences away from everybody. They do the you know, mini NFL, NFL 2.0, whatever, get away. And that means that the non-Power 5 conference level gets their own level, their own division, and their own national championship. The Sun Belt, Conference USA, Mountain West, that level of football just beneath what we've called the Power Five. They have their own thing, they have their own playoffs, and they have their own national championship to play for. We've had a scenario where they would, from Indianapolis, look you straight in the eye and tell you that South Alabama was competing for the same championship as Alabama, and that the University of Ohio were competing for the same national championship as Ohio State. It's asinine. Here's the deal, if you give the group of five level their own championship, their own playoffs, their own national tr championship trophy to play for, more people will watch them. More people are gonna watch an on-campus playoff game between Utah State and Southern Miss with the winner advancing than would ever watch those two teams play in like the New Orleans Bowl. If there is a shred 
of genuine concern about the student-athlete experience at the, that level, the non-power level. You got to care that you got these guys playing four or five years, and they just have no shot at actually winning some sort of championship. And after all, isn't that what sports is about to a degree? It's having like a, a king of the hill at the end of all of it, somebody who is a champion, and let's figure out at least give you a shot to pursue that. I think that would be a good thing. Again, just my opinion.